Hiya, pals! Welcome to the Mouse Bites Podcast! Here we go! Welcome to Mouse Bites, the show all about Disney video games, past and present. I'm your host, Clay, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Clay. How you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Nice. Yeah, we've, uh, this is episode eight, so we're, uh, we're slowly making progress. We're, we're getting closer to being in the double digits. Yeah. And then, uh, at that point we become an actual real show. Until that point when you're just doing single digits, no one takes you seriously. Right. Um, and so once you hit that episode 10, people are like, wow, okay, this is a real show. They mean and, business. Uh, yeah. The, They're not just going to quit after next week. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is this is going to be a good episode. Uh, I'm excited about this one. Um, this is probably the newest game that we've uh, covered on the show so far, I think. Mm, yeah, I would say so. If I'm re- remembering correctly. So, yeah, um, yeah this episode and uh, next week's episode, or next episode, will both be newer games. So, uh, we're trying to give a little love to some of the more recent stuff, even if it's yeah. not all as good as, as the old stuff. But, uh, anyways, we can, uh, we can just go ahead and jump right into this, because there's a lot to talk about with this There game. really is, yeah. So, this week, we are taking a look at Disney Infinity. Alright, so to start us off, uh, I think we should just clarify, because there are multiple Disney Infinity games, so we're going to talk real briefly about what the heck this game is. So, Jeff, uh, why why don't you explain to the listeners what the heck this game is? All right. At its core, Disney Infinity is a Toys to Life game uh, popularized probably first by Skylanders from Activision a few years prior to this. But uh, it was developed by Avalanche Software, who has worked with Disney on multiple other games, including Cars and Toy Story and uh, other licensed games. I'm sure there was more than that. Um, There was a 3DS version that was done by Ultron and then uh, Heavy Iron Studios. Not sure which one they worked on. I think they, they did the Wii U and the and the Wii versions. Okay. So, yeah. Alrighty. Cool. Um, it, was, it came out in August, uh, August 18th of 2013 on the Wii, Xbox 360, Wii U, PlayStation 3, and the Nintendo 3DS, as mentioned before. And then uh, it was released on the PC just a couple months later. It was ported over uh, in yep. November of 2013. Um, there was also a portable toy box, which was released for Windows 8, iOS, on the iPad. Uh, and then uh, there was also an app called Disney Infinity Action, which let you kind of put the characters into real videos. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Did you ever play around with that one in particular? I actually did. I was yeah, such same. a nerd, dude. I, <laughs> Me too. I, I, even, I did it on my iPad. I did it on... Yeah, I, I had downloaded the, Yeah, <laughs> I so I was like... I didn't play them a whole lot, and I did that Infinity Action one, and I like took a picture or something, and then I probably never touched it again. But yeah, um, I was just so in love with it back then that I just anything I could get my hands on, I was like, "Yep, I'm downloading it." Totally. So, 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I played around with it. I remember at my office, I had like, there was one where the characters would like sneak out from behind a wall. And I had them like sneaking out of my cubicle. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh. um, other details from this game. Do you have anything else? Uh, I was reading a little bit, and I probably should have wrote some of this down because there was some interesting uh, behind-the-scenes stuff for this one. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I read about was that Avalanche uh, Software, um, they were the idea for this game kind of came up when they were working on the Toy Story 3 game, and uh, okay. they were they were looking at that opening scene from Toy Story 3 where mm-hmm. um, you know all those all the characters were kind of playing out in that fantasy. With yeah. the with the train and stuff, and so um, I haven't really played the game version of Toy Story Three. Uh, okay, I have played through that one. Heard good so, things, so I yeah. don't know if any of it ended up going that route. But yes. I think <laughs> okay. So it's, it kind of. Sorry, I, I keep jumping in, but like it reminded me so much of that opening scene when I played this, like the opening scene of this one. Right. It's very similar. Nice. And so I, I guess that's kind of where they got the concept for this. And then uh, they just, you know, some of the developers were talking about it and they, they're like, all right, we need to pitch this. And so they took it to John Lasseter and were like, hey, man, this is what we have. We have this idea for this game. And he was like not a fan about it. He, he didn't really? like it. He didn't think that he didn't like the idea of these characters uh, meeting in, diff- in their in their universes sure. and like and, you know mixing together mostly yeah. because he didn't like the art styles uh, mixing he didn't Kinda think clashing, that they would yeah. mix well right and so I guess they just kept talking with him and were like look we can make this work we can come up with a unique uh, you know art style that works for all for everything and so he was like all right if you can make an art style that works for all of this uh, I'll be on board and. Uh, hmm. It ended up working out. He, yeah, they and totally he did pulled come it on board. Yeah, and so uh, that was kind of an interesting thing. There was some other stuff I read about, but uh, that was one, one thing that I thought was was pretty cool. So yeah, um, just kind of while we're still in this section, we can go in more in depth later on. But it's definitely worth noting that that art style they chose is that you're not playing necessarily as the characters from these movies and, and properties, but more so a toy of those characters and like, yeah, obviously you're putting a toy on a base to make it work. And and I guess we didn't go in depth on that, but essentially you have a physical toy that you put onto a base that the game reads and places into the game. Um, but the, the art style is, is very plasticky and and very much, um, you know, like jointed characters, like they're actual action figures in game Mm -hmm. rather than trying to emulate exactly what they look like in their, you know, in their movie or in their property. So, um, I, I would definitely agree. They pulled it off very well and it, uh, looks great. Definitely. Um, all right. So real quick, I think we should hit on uh, just talk real briefly about our history with the game. Uh, any nostalgia or uh, good memories? We both owned this game back then. So Jeff, why don't, why don't you start? Yeah. So I honestly, it's so weird. My my recent memories are not as good as my childhood memories, and it's. I think it's just you know you as a grown up you've got so much going on and it's just hard to keep things straight so it's like i don't remember if i got this right at launch or if i got it for christmas or if i got it for my birthday like i know i got it within the first year because i definitely had it before the second one um and i played it a lot i played through all three of the core uh sets that come with it um, and right. again we'll dive into later uh and and i played around in the toy box a little bit i didn't I couldn't ever get into creating stuff, but I downloaded tons online, and that was sort of my main way of playing this game. And, and when I think back on it, I'm maybe most fond of 
some of the things I downloaded, like a, a full-size Disneyland or, or things like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, what about you? All right, well, it's a little different for me because I remember this p- part of my life really well, uh, specifically buying this game. Um, I, in fact, I remember where I was when I first heard about this. Nice. Uh, it was It was announced at um, one of their events. It was like a Disney... Uh, what is like the D- event called? D23 event? That's it, D23, yes. Yeah. And so I remember seeing the uh, the announcement trailer for it and just immediately being super stoked about this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this I is love like right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love c- collecting characters, and I have a ton of Amiibo. I didn't at that point, but um, yeah. And so I was just like, oh, man, this is going to be so cool. I'll get figures, and I'll be able to play with these characters in other characters' worlds. Oh, man, I was just so stoked. And so immediately I was like, yes, I got to have this. And so soon after that, um, well, relatively soon, I ended up getting a Wii U. It was actually right after I got married. And so um, I was like, cool, I'll get it on the Wii U when it comes out uh, because that was my new cool console. And so I figured, yeah, you know, that's what I'll play it on. And so... Long story short, I ended up getting a job at a used video game store and uh, was working there. And so I was like, all right, as soon as I get my first paycheck, I'm buying that game. Because it had been out for a little while, not too long. And so the hype was kind of still there. And I was like, I got to have this. So I literally, like, turned my paycheck around and bought this thing. And I bought the starter pack. And, like, all my coworkers were like, are you sure you want to buy this thing? I was like, yeah. And they're like, I mean, it's cool, but I just, are you sure? And I was like, yes. And so I bought it, and I went home, and I played the crap out of it. And so um, I didn't stop there. I kept buying characters, and um, some of the others, uh, the story packs uh, that came out afterwards, uh, I, I, I did eventually get them all, the, the different play sets. It was a little bit slower after that, because um, I think I was more buying characters than I was like getting all the play sets. But yeah, um, yeah I was just totally on board with it, and uh, played quite a bit uh eventually i got all the play sets for the first one um and i think i beat the majority of them there was maybe a few that i didn't ever finish um played quite a bit um i was like you though i i didn't spend a ton of time building um in the toy box um but i did enjoy collecting things just to place it in the toy box yeah just to kind of display everything i had exactly and so um, there's like some challenge modes in here too that I spent a lot of time with mm-hmm. um, and just really enjoyed those. In fact, I remember uh, there was like, I, I got really involved in a Disney Infinity like group of people on Instagram back when it was really popular and they mm-hmm. did this whole like month of Disney Infinity and so they would like, pr- like on this day, po- like post a picture of your favorite character uh, post a picture of your favorite and I did it like every day <laughs> nice. uh, and it I'm sure my friends got really annoyed seeing all these pictures but man I was just like so sold out to this thing and uh, and it, it kind of it came down to a more normal level for the for the following sequels but at the beginning man I was just I was so on board and I was so all about it um, and so yeah it was, it, it's a good memory I look back on it even just I pulled all my stuff back out of. You know, I finally put it all away because it was taking up too much space. Yeah. Uh, in my so I put it down in my basement. I pulled it all back up today and got everything out. And man, just playing it for a little bit that I played it today just brought back a lot of nostalgia. From heck, it's only been like four years, but right. 
it was weird. I, I, I put up the cars uh, play set and I was looking at it and it was like last save 2014. I'm like, that was four wow. years ago, man. Like yeah. it's kind of crazy to think it's been that long. Cause it yeah. doesn't feel that long when you play it. Um, but so that, that's, that was way too long, but that that's kind of my, my history with it. So lots of good memories and uh, yeah, good times. So awesome. Yeah. It's, that's really cool that you were so vested into it. Yeah, I was I was uh I was drinking the Kool-Aid. So anywho, let's jump into gameplay discussion. All right, starting off weird. I would say all right. I need to stop saying that so much. Awesome. Right. <laughs> Here we go. Awesome. Starting off, we're going to talk about visuals. Uh, Jeff, you you had mentioned a little bit about the art style. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you could embellish a little more on that. What what else, what did you think? Uh, you because you played this on the 360, right? Yeah, I didn't mention that, but I did have it on the Xbox 360. Um, yeah, the art style uh, to to kind of expand on what I said earlier, it it works really well as joining all of the individual art styles, but it doesn't lose the essence of any of them, in my opinion. Um, you know, like the like you said, the Cars one, it, it looks like Radiator Springs. The, uh, you know, the Toy Story ones look like Toy Story. And especially the Pirates of the Caribbean one um, really is moody. Um, it's kind of got some dark and foreboding yeah. looking stuff when you're kind of sneaking around. And, um, you know, Monsters U faithfully recreates like a little college campus. And um, overall, it, you know, it it has just this really good balance in my opinion of capturing the essence of what the core uh, source material is and then really making it all work together as one cohesive uh, group of what you call them like styles all together Um, Mm -hmm. you know and like I said before it's it's kind of dumbed down and plasticky looking um, and in that regard there's a lack of detail uh, which is artistically you know, good and bad. You you don't get some of those wowing effects. Like if you if you really kind of look back on, uh, for example, the Incredibles playset, you've got this big city, but it's not super detailed, so it almost just looks kind of bland, um, right. redundant. You know, and it's it's kind of like a give and take in having that art style. So, um, you know, there there other graphical issues that are that are more on the technical side. Um, the frame rate's not very constant, and uh, other, other little hiccups like that, um, sometimes some visual pop-ups occur and, and just little little hiccups here and there. But um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else in that specific regard to the graphics. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit on most of it. I, I think the arts, the lack of detail and just kind of making it look more like a toy setup. Mm-hmm. It works well. It probably made yeah. for a lot easier for them, I would imagine. I'd have to guess, like, yeah, for making that many assets, totally. right? Totally. And so, uh, and even like some of the extra characters that they made, they decided to make these little, like, I don't know what you call them. They're a little like, like, Tonka yeah, they look like looking. play school. Yeah. yeah, play school. That's it. Yeah. yeah, they look like little play school people, but they're Disney themed. A lot of them. Right, and so it, that even I feel like was a little shortcut to add even more yeah. like characters, like Kermit the Frog. Totally, that you don't have to create a full, you know, big 3D model with arms, legs, and walking animations. You just make these little waddling toys that don't even really have a walk. A yeah, walk they're all the same animation. geometry, and they just have textures wrapped on them. 
and yeah and so i think they did some stuff like that just to kind of keep things looking a little more you know mm-hmm. keep it keep it simple um yeah. but even when i was watching the cutscenes today um like on the lone ranger playset, i was just i just thought they looked really good mm-hmm. i thought especially for the live action ones they did a pretty good job uh you know making it look relatively like the characters or actors from the movies um yeah Plus, this way, you're not comparing this video game against the animation of, say, Monsters University, where right. it's like super, you know, high, high. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was new at the time, and so uh, mm-hmm. lots of hairs and all kinds of really good details. So they didn't yeah. have to worry about all that. So I thought, so overall, it worked well. Um, I was on the Wii U, so I probably didn't have as good of a good-looking experience as maybe you did. Um, but honestly, it, it never bothered me. I never looked at anything. It was like, oh, that's ugly or weird. Like it, yeah. Uh, there was maybe some shading issues I noticed when I was playing today, mm, yeah. but really minuscule stuff to be honest. Um, yeah. Character animations were great. I, like Jack Sparrow walks mm, like he's Jack got that Sparrow. swagger. Yeah, yeah. And so I, there was little details like that that I thought they they nailed pretty well. So totally. Um, one other thing that I'm not really sure when else to note it and i think it can be fit into the visuals is that opening sequence of the game um is just incredible it's like this 10 minute tutorial to teach you the basic controls but it it like it starts you out literally as like a spark in the stars and then it kind of puts you down on just this empty ground with like just a light bubble around you and it's dark and as you move there's like a narrator and and this really great score um and but but what impressed me with of this little intro sequences one the lighting effects are really good Two, the animations as different scenery pops in is really cool yeah. you get to see multiple characters and their animations um and not just you controlling them but like sort of almost like scripted sequences like rapunzel's there at one point jack skellington pops out from behind a tree um and then also seeing environmental shifts in real time so like at one point you go from like monsters university and it's kind of like afternoon or dark or whatever and then all of a sudden it turns into a sandy beach with a ship that's like shipwrecked up on a rock and it becomes mid-afternoon and all of this happens in real time as you're playing which is i mean it's just it's very impressive um yeah. it sets a really good tone for the game um and so i think that that was a really good visual achievement that they were again proving the point that these art styles could just seamlessly mesh one into the other um and then it ends with almost like not almost it, it ends basically emulating the walt disney pictures logo with the castle and uh you know the train in the background and, and the um, fireworks and and just at sunset like if you can imagine that disney castle logo that is the more modern one from the last 10 years uh it's really cool dude just since you're talking about that part that backdrop um from the the disney castle intro mm-hmm. with like the sunset and everything is probably my favorite backdrop in this game Agreed. yeah yeah and like every time i'm in the toy box i switch to that one yeah and then i you can like i'm getting ahead of myself but you can make like a music <laughs> player that you uh-huh. can pick the song that plays on it right and there's a bunch of like really old music from like cinderella and stuff and i'll just put one of those on and yeah. dude i get like borderline choked up when i do it because i don't know totally. man it's just it's really beautiful and so yeah. Um, in fact, I did that just before we, we started recording. I, I had to load that up on my toy box just to, nice. <laughs> just to see that because uh, that backdrop is just really awesome. So um, anyway, I just you mentioned that. I had to 
But yeah, yeah. if you guys haven't seen the uh, intro uh, cinematic, you definitely should go check it out right now because yeah. uh, even if you have no intentions of playing this game, you should check it out because it's it's super cool. Um, it really is. And, and so yeah, with, with the sound on and the narrator and the, and the score, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so uh, yeah, after getting through that part, I was so stoked to play more of the game because, mm-hmm. like you said, it just it really sets things up well. So, yep. Um, now, uh, audio for this game. Uh, we could maybe start off with the music here. Yeah. Um, what? Well, I guess I'll start since. Yeah, please you, do. You, you, <laughs> um, <laughs> I have mixed feelings about this one. Same. I, I tend to think. I kind of remember thinking when I was playing through this for the first time that I didn't feel like there was enough music from the um, exactly how I felt the source like real, material. real music yeah and so more of it was them just trying to make music that sounded like it came from right. those games which they didn't necessarily do a bad job at but it's like no. it didn't cue up that nostalgia like the characters and environments did right and and you would think that Disney would be throwing a lot into this um, and so you would think that they'd be able to find that stuff. And like I said, there's that music player you can get in the toy box, which cues up a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't get that in like the main storylines. And so right. um, some of them are better than others. Uh, I was listening to the Monsters U music today, and I actually was kind of impressed um, with the jazzy kind of sound that they had. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, this actually feels like it's from it. But then... You go to some of the other ones, and it's like, yeah, this is not, this is not from the movie, and yep. and so yeah, certain times it, I just didn't feel like it, it, it really landed it completely, and and some of them were probably borderline obnoxious, but um, that wasn't the majority by any means. But I just remember thinking back that there was a lot of times like I was thinking to myself, I wish this was like the real music but like yeah. the theme song i think is really good to and like the menu music like mm, all that mm-hmm. stuff i think works really well it's very magical sounding and uh i you know i can think of it in my head right now so it was at least yeah. you know that lasting on me i don't know what do you, what do you think yeah i mean I, I definitely echo most of those sentiment sentiments um the one that really jumps out for me is the incredibles playset, where there was a few kind of high moments where i think the incredibles theme you know, the yep. like would have just been perfect. Just this like exclamation point to drive the point home, hit the nostalgic, you know, chord or whatever, right. and, and really deliver that experience. And it could have complemented the music they put because the music they put again is not bad by any stretch. And it, it sounds like it fits. It just isn't the Incredibles theme song, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. I just there's a lot of instances like that. Pirates of the Caribbean did the same thing. Um, I think all the playsets did the same thing. I don't know that any of them used any of their actual official themes. Whereas, you know, like you said, you can in the toy box you can definitely put in some background tracks that are just you know they're not synced to any action, but they right. you know they work as background music. But that's not as good as like these scripted moments that the, the playsets are full of, um, missing out on that. So. Yeah, so that that's got to be the issue or the reason I would guess is that I think, yeah they needed stuff that they could queue up dynamic yeah yeah dynamic and all that and yep. so unfortunately um, whereas if I put in the you know the Jack Skellington backdrop on the on the toy box it plays this is Halloween in the background from mm-hmm. the movie and you're like all right that's this feels way better and yeah. so 
that's that's probably the only negative I have as far as the music goes. Same. Um, the the voice acting in these aren't bad either. Uh, yeah. The majority of them aren't the original, you know, voice actors or actresses. Yeah. Um, especially some of the, you know, obviously the big budget um, <laughs> yeah. people, Johnny Depp and stuff, are not in this. Right. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure they got Tom Hanks' brother in this one, though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's his brother. It's definitely not Tom Hanks, um, <laughs> but it definitely sounds like his brother. Uh, yeah. And then, like, no Billy Crystal, no... The guy who does Mike Wazowski is really close, though. Very whereas close. the one who does Soli is not quite as <laughs> close to John Goodman. It's a little... Yeah, that's yeah. a tough one. So to yeah, through. I mean, there's yeah, there's there's some really good ones. There's some not so good ones, and then there's like one or two that are just not quite there. But yeah, I would say it's above average. The, what the do you performances think about, are good. Yeah, totally. Like, and 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 especially in the storylines, there is a yeah, lot more of, so in the story. Uh, there's a lot of hey, I need you to do this. Can you go yep. to do this? And so I I'm, I'm glad that they went for it and they didn't like just do like. Yeah, whatever. Just like totally could have. Yeah, and it probably would have fit fine in these kind of games. But they Mm -hmm. they added that little bit extra, you know, being submersed in in the storyline, and so uh, I appreciate that. Did you like the narrator in in this game? Um, What what do Um, you think? Yeah, I think he's fine. He's uh, he's got kind of this upbeat, youthful voice. You know, wow, you did it! Good job. Let's go check (laughs) it out. You know, it's um, it's not bad. I think the opening narrator is like a, a more of a gruff guy, isn't it? Or is it the same guy? Now I can't I th- remember. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's the same guy. Yeah, I think you're I right. Think. Never mind. Um, I don't know. I, I don't mind him. I think he, he does well. Occasionally, I think he repeats himself when he wants to do yes. something. But, uh, yeah. you know. When like I think I think he stuck. talks during the challenges where you're like trying to collect things. Mm. And uh, I think I remember him being kind of annoying at that time. But okay. other than that. I agree. I don't think he was overly obnoxious. Yeah. So, cool. Um, how about sound effects? Um, I'm trying to think. Cause I I can tell you like when you get the little capsules that it, they look like the capsules you'd get out of like a quarter machine as a kid. Yes. When you pop those, it's super satisfying. A lot of the, you know, a lot of the action and toy sound effects just sound like plastic breaking or like when you kill an enemy. Um, overall, I. I don't have any complaints about any of the sound. Yeah, the the laser gun that you can get. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of different laser guns. Those always sounded really cool. I thought they yeah. had like a really intense laser blaster sound. And yeah, I always felt pretty cool shooting those. So mm-hmm. I always like that one. Um, yeah. I'm the sure there's car. some other cool ones. I'm just yeah, I'm trying to think like the car sound effects were were good, and I feel like yeah. there was enough you know variety and uniqueness to different ones that it didn't just seem like it's a a model swap with the same sound design for totally you know, a lot of the actions and characters and effects. So yeah. you know nothing. I feel like we say this every time, like nothing great, nothing bad. <laughs> just it's adequate. It does the job. One day we'll come across a game that just has the most outstanding. Blows us away. Yeah, sound effects. <laughs> and we just. We won't be able to shut up about it. Yeah, but. I'm trying to think of like because it's been so long since I've played like the Pirates of the Caribbean one. Was there some good like nautical sound effects like the Kraken attack or anything like that? Do you remember? <sighs> no, I like mean cannon fire, like any of that stuff. Like nothing, just, liked, nothing jumps out at me. I liked the the hand, the pistol, you know, sound and the, yeah, everything. But um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I yeah, so today, the sound but. sound work is good. It's not super redundant or annoying it sounds like from our memories and that's a good thing yeah exactly so 
Um, all right. Next up is our gameplay. Uh, no, not our gameplay. Uh, yeah, gameplay and difficulty. And yeah. so um, we can kind of hit the difficulty as we go through this. Um, yeah. I don't know. Because it, it's it's a mixed bag as far as difficulty goes, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I figured starting off, we could, we could kind of explain the starter pack. Because that's literally where you start from. Yeah. Um, Jeff, would you like to explain the starter pack to the listeners? Yeah, so if you get the... If you got the bundle, <coughs> wow! If you got the bundle at the time that it came out, it came with the game and three, essentially three characters and three uh, playsets that they could interact with, which are like, you know, we've been talking about them, but they're essentially isolated story modes for each of the characters that are almost like self-contained games in and of themselves. Um, so there's you get Sully, James P. Sullivan, and a Monsters University. Uh, campaign then you get captain jack sparrow and then the pirates of the caribbean campaign and then mr C- incredible and the incredibles campaign and so you know within each of those um as we mentioned before you've got a self-contained story the stories and the, and the way you play them pretty much unfold with you doing certain objectives that it will eventually unlock progression that will take you to new sections or new areas um or open up the map in the case of like the incredibles and uh Ultimately, I believe all of them have a final boss of sorts and uh, not remembering the end of the Monsters U one as much as the end of like the Pirates and Incredibles one. But like um, you unlock things as you play, you can collect parts and things that you can use in the toy box, which is the other half of the game, which is the more creative Minecraft style mode or a little big planet style mode, depending on kind of how you would compare it. Um Let's see. They, they also It also comes with the Infinity Base, which is the device that plugs into the USB port of your system of choice. Or uh, I have absolutely no idea how it connected to the 3DS. <laughs> Do you? Uh, no, I have no idea. That's okay. a good question. <laughs> <laughs> but on the Wii, Wii U, all of those other ones, um, it was USB-based. There was some really weird compatibility issues um, as far as from system to system, and more so going on to the sequels. So, like, the for example, like the... Xbox 360 one did not work on the Xbox one. So if you got Disney infinity two on the Xbox one, you had to get a new base, which just, Um, I mean, for a USB based thing, like I just don't understand. Like it just doesn't like, it's just baloney to me. Um, The Wii and Wii U ones, I think were interchangeable. I can't promise you that one, but I mean, those systems are almost identical hardware, just faster. Um, I think the PS three and PS four ones even work together, but I don't quote me on that one. Um, But the Xbox ones are the ones I had experience with. And that was, it was really annoying. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's whatever. It, it, I mean, we can go on a whole other tangent about how this game should never have had sequels. It should have just been expanded like Minecraft, but that's just my opinion. Um, <laughs> going back to what came in the pack, there's also some power discs that came with the, the pack. Those are just these little flat pieces of plastic that you can actually stack and put on where the... Uh, playset thing goes and those will add modifiers to levels they can kind of change the background or add items or things like that so um i never really got into collecting those or using them i I don't know that i ever did use the ones i did have um did you get into those too much yes so let me talk about the power disc please talk about those a little bit (laughs) um yes so the the starter pack came with uh, I, I don't know if it was one or two, a small number. Uh, I think they were random, uh, what you got. And so then you could buy additional power discs in these blind bags. 
And oh man, I probably spent so much money on blind bags. Uh, um, that's where they get you. Yeah, and if I had been smart, the original I loot crate. <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. I should have waited until they they went down in price, uh, which I did st- uh, get some after they you know came down a little bit. And now you can you can go to a used game store and find a giant tub of them and right. go through and get everything you want. But um, excuse me, for me this was where the game they really had more fun with it and were able okay. to kind of branch out more and do some more. Uh, you know, pull things from different movies and series that mm-hmm. maybe wouldn't have gotten as much attention otherwise. Um, you know, vehicles were a big part. Weapons, um, like you mentioned, there's uh, I think there's two different ones that you can change. There's the background, and then there's the uh, is it like the art style or the oh uh, yeah, like like almost the like a texture pack. Yeah. Yes, kind of like inside. That. Um, so the those two could only be used in the um, in the toy box, box, but then the the and those were like hexagonal, weird shaped ones. Whereas the circular ones went under your character, and those, for the most part, could be used in the actual campaign. And so okay. I know for me, I used like two of the two of the ones I got pretty much the entire time I played through the first three. Uh, one of them gave me like more coins when I would break things, and the nice. other one I think either made me stronger, like made my attacks more powerful. And so, um, when as far as playing through the game, I used like the same two the entire time just because I liked what they did, and that's what I would focus on. But yeah. um, like I was saying earlier, I just got pulled in by all the really cool things that they were referencing. There was a Darkwing Duck gun. There was. <laughs> The uh, Electric Mayhem's bus uh, vehicle was one, and they just. I wish I'd gotten more into it. Yeah, that sounds cool. There's some really cool ones, and and then you can only use so many at a time. So I'm sitting there going like, which ones do I want to put on right now? And so it's just a really fun way to just kind of change your experience up. It, It was something that I would, if I was at Toys R Us or something, or target i would grab a pack you know and then get to my car and open them up and see what i got and yeah i got a bunch of duplicates and that's annoying but Mm -hmm. um it was just fun it was fun to to look for them honestly i should go back and grab a few that i never did get that i wanted um but um yeah so they're hit or miss there's some really cool ones there's a uh, lilo and stitch surfboard that is like one of my top favorites and that's uh, cool yeah, so there's some really fun ones. So I love me some power discs. Uh, I kind of didn't enjoy them as much in two and three, uh, but for one, I thought they did a really cool job uh, coming up with some cool things to throw in there. So two yeah. thumbs up on the power disc for me, Jeff. I know that they weren't as important to you, but I, I can see why. I think I just didn't really know how to use them. Honestly, that's one thing about this game is that it's it it's got so much depth to it that sometimes it's overwhelming. And yeah. since I wasn't as invested in it as you were, I think I might have missed out on a lot of things like that, like little things like those things. I didn't really understand what to do with them, how they worked, or what whatever. So yeah. I might have to revisit that next time I go back and play. Fair enough. Um, I would um, let you borrow mine, but you live too far away. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Got to move out here, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> real quickly, just kind of getting back to gameplay, just real quick, um, as far as what comes... With the game, a lot of it is third-person platforming, um, sometimes third-person shooter, um, and or even like kind of melee 
third person melee. Um, yeah. But it, it, the game does also have the vehicles like you mentioned. And so like the, the entire car set is vehicle based and um, it's amazing to me that there was that many gameplay types and styles within this, you know, because there's some challenges and, and levels and things that are just platforming. And there's some that are just shooting and there's some that's like, you know, just melee. And, and then all of a sudden there's like races and then, car platforming and just like weird stuff like that and uh you know it's like they could have just done you know 3d platformer with some basic like everybody has a melee attack you know what i mean like they didn't have to add all the other stuff that they did but i think it's great that they did um and for the most part it's it works pretty well like you know the targeting system works okay and all that you know it has its wonky moments you know oftentimes in toy box things where things are created by people and maybe not set up in a way that the game could have anticipated. And, you know, you run into glitches and, and character clipping and weird stuff. But overall, I, I like that there's that much variety. Yeah, totally. I think that's a great point because you're right. It could have been way more cookie cutter than it mm-hmm. ended up being. Yep. And now uh, we'll talk a little bit about the, the um, specific uh, play sets in a little bit, but yeah, the, each one kind of has its own distinct overall gameplay style. Uh, even if they are kind of feel similar, they they did different things with each one, and I thought that was yeah. really cool. Um, one other thing I wanted to bring up was the starter pack. We talked about the three series that are represented in that, and that's mm-hmm. um, your Monsters University, your uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and your Incredibles. And it's an interesting three that they chose to really kind of launch is. with. Um, obviously, two of them are Pixar, and one of them is live action disney and so i don't know what do you think do you think that was a good call maybe do you um think why they would go that route yeah see i i think it it was a weird move in my opinion i think that one of them should have been mickey mouse and that should have just been a day one thing you know it's right mass appeal the the core of what disney is um so i think one of them should have been a mickey adventure through maybe kind of the old toontown style something like i I don't know like there's a lot of ways that they could have gone with a mickey adventure um the monsters u one made sense because obviously that was the summer that monsters u came out so like i mean it was just promotional i can't remember if a pirates movie came out that year i would assume number four if there was one um it would have had to have been but you know what i mean like it's it's good to include that but i don't know you know like it, it it wasn't a bad one to include but i think you could have swapped out Mr. Incredible for Mickey in this core set and still and had a, you know, I don't know, a broader appeal because it was pretty appealing already. But like it just it seemed weird to me to not include Mickey as like right out right off the starting line. Yeah. I mean, he he kind of he showed up eventually, but yeah, never got proper representation, I don't think. But yeah. Yeah, and I guess I never thought about Mickey, but that that isn't a bad idea. I just think that they could have covered their bases a little bit more and and picked a more classic character from a more also agreed, yeah. And and Mickey would would fall in that. I mean, as long as you didn't do like Mickey's Clubhouse or something, right? It wouldn't be compl- too, too alienating or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I. I, I like the I get the monsters you like you said and I think having a, a live action representation makes sense but mm-hmm. uh, and I love the Incredibles don't get me wrong and I'm glad right, they did same. it I that probably could have waited and been launched you know later yeah. um, 
But I, yeah, I probably would have gone with an Aladdin or a Lion King or something. I, yeah, those would have been good. I would have loved to have Rapunzel as its own playset. Totally. And totally. you know, like maybe do two storylines. One is Rapunzel, one is as Flynn. But I, it's also weird to think that it was three male characters when there's so many female. You know, and I understand yeah. demographics and, and the appeal of video games, yada yada. But like, I don't know, man. I I would have been just fine with like any female disney heroine honestly like totally. i could think of a million different ones that would work and work well and people would do like mulan would be an awesome one yeah. you know easy to make a <laughs> easy to make a place up for that in my opinion yeah thankfully so, she showed up I didn't, yeah a lot of them did later on yeah um and and merida was a starter in the in the second one so mm-hmm. yeah. they did finally write that wrong i think but yep. it's it's a totally valid point um yeah, I don't know. I, I think that the older Disney movies were kind of underrepresented in this entire series, not just mm-hmm. the first game. Uh, some of them did finally get characters. We got Blue and 3 and Stitch and 2. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and then I understand, like, kids nowadays probably don't care as much about those. Right. Uh, and these games were more or less, you know, not necessarily targeted at me, uh, even though it... it got me from the very beginning but yeah um and like you said these are somewhat promotional and and that is half of yeah the of this. And, and merchandise tie into modern things is, is very common so it like yeah it makes sense totally um yeah so i thought we'd just mention that real quick because i thought that was interesting um so uh real quickly we should maybe hit on the toy box a little bit more because i feel like if we keep moving on, we might not circle back around to it. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go ahead and start with that? Because I just, I don't know a whole lot about it other than it's base, basic. Yeah, I'll do I'll do my best. Um, okay. Because it's been a while since I've, I've messed with it as well. And it, okay. what it is in one and what it is in the third one are completely different. So That's true. I'll try to remember the first one as much as I can. But uh, basically, it's a open sandbox, toy box type area where you can build and create things and so as you play through the normal play sets you unlock assets that allow you to place them in your toy box and um i think it comes with some stuff like already unlocked and then as you you play through more stuff so as you beat through the incredibles you unlock buildings for the incredibles or little characters from incredibles or vehicles and so uh, i loved uh just unlocking and getting a little check check mark uh next totally. to different things and trying to unlock and get everything from the specific play set and so i thought that was a really smart way of doing that um also within the toy box they had like a like a slot machine style thing where you could um i think it was you spend coins or something it was some sort of currency yeah sparks i think yes yeah, sparks and you could um, it would basically randomize and pick one of the things and you would unlock that. Like, for instance, the Cave of Wonders, which was really cool. Right. And then I guess you you could basically keep re-rolling and eliminating everything in that little window. So eventually you could get everything in there if you had enough sparks or whatever. And yeah. so, yeah, you could go into this editor mode, which was... Um, which kind of took you out of your character and then you could move things around, delete things flip them around and so you kind of like linked things together and you could pick giant chunks of land or little pieces you could elevate things in the air it it gave you quite a bit of freedom 
They also had some different tools that would allow you to make quote unquote games. So you, you could like tether things together. So if you step yeah. on this button trigger thing, it could trigger uh, this machine that generates enemies and they would come and you'd have to fight them. Or you, I think you could create like soccer balls and, and goals. Yeah. Uh, you could was, make race tracks. Yep. And, and a lot of it I didn't mess with. And like I said, I used it more of as a, a, a trophy area. But yeah. um, and that was the cool thing about the online part of it was that you could download other people's things they had made and check those out and play through them. And so um, they had contests and other social things where they would try to get the community involved with the game. And so there was a lot of creativity there. I, I played through some other play sets and there wasn't anything that... I, I was always, it felt like people were stretching to make things what they were. So yeah. at least with the first one, it felt like certain parts were kind of lacking. And it was a bit of a stretch, but Agreed. Um, I never played that one where it was, was it Disneyland or Disney World? Yeah, it was like Disneyland. I wish I had done that one because I feel like I would have enjoyed that just because it was, it was cool walking around. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I'm just barely scratching the surface. There was a lot of stuff in there. Uh, yeah in the toy box but um did you feel like the controls of it were a little like kind of convoluted like kind of like placing items part? yeah because yeah. I, I felt like putting terrain items like you had to space them just right and it like didn't snap together perfectly so like you could end up with a little gap and you couldn't really fill it <laughs> and there wasn't any way to really fix that and then like you couldn't overlap items so you couldn't make like really nice looking um landscapes where you know it kind of organically you know like if you put two cubes one into another you can kind of make little steps but like it wouldn't let you do that so you had to find like you either had to unlock the right piece that had that or just put two next to each other at different heights and then you end up with like connection errors where it's just like this one's a little bit bigger than this one so you can't like snap it over to this one and like if you have three in a corner or four in a corner it just like messes up um, I ran into that a lot and that's kind of why I really never got into it. I don't know. Did you struggle with that too? Or do you remember that? Yeah. At times there was things that felt a bit clunky with snapping things together and the controls. I've just never found a game that has level building or whatever building like that, where the controls weren't a little bit confusing. It's true. You've got multiple accesses, X, axis, axes, two, yeah. axes to <laughs> move it, flip it go up go down go left go right so it's yeah. it was a lot and um so yeah it it wasn't the the most flu fluid fluent whatever the word is yeah. um so yeah i think that i think that's valid and you probably weren't the only person who thought that okay um so yeah but overall it's it's a fun thing i i, I yeah. just enjoyed going in there because this was all right this definitely needs to be mentioned this was really the only place you could cross everything together because I couldn't take yeah. Mr. Incredible and go into the Monsters Universe playset. Right. So, which that kind of was a bummer for me. Like I, I wasn't, I was really hoping going in that you'd be able to, maybe you'd have to play through the entire, um, you know, campaign before that would become available. Mm -hmm. But at the very least you could afterwards do that. But no, the, yeah. you could only play through them with that. And so it took me a while, but I understand why they did it. So I just kind of was like, whatever. Right. But and going off your quote from John Lasseter earlier, I would, I would imagine it was related to that. So that makes sense. Right. Like, uh, let's keep them separate in their universe. But 
the the whole concept is once you're in the toy box, anything can happen. You're a kid. You're playing with them, and they yeah. can all you know interact. However, and so this was really the place where um, you could really experiment. And there was a lot of characters, like I mentioned, that weren't exactly tied to a uh, a toy set, and so uh, a play set. And so you know, people like Jack Skellington and uh mickey and wreck it ralph those were that was really the only place you could play with them and so mm-hmm. um there was some like challenge things that you could do as well with them but so that was where i spent a lot of my time just because that was the only way i got to play with some of these characters and so um that was another reason that i spent a bit more time there was that was really where you could kind of mix and match and you could be driving around in Mr. Incredible's convertible with uh, Mickey from, you know, Fantasia and stuff. So there was a lot more fun going on there. But I could see, I think the toy box felt a little bit more kiddie than maybe the play sets did to me. Yeah. Um, just because I felt like that was really kind of more for encouraging kids to, you know, be creative. Where, I don't know, it, it just, whereas in Minecraft, I feel like I'm challenged to create things more. But in this, it yeah. felt it didn't feel as challenging to me i don't know but this whole thing is really more geared towards kids but right anyway um all right so we'll keep moving here um anything else on the toy box box you wanted to hit on before i pulse away from there no i think i think we've pretty much covered it like i said there's there's still a lot i'm sure there's a lot of depth to this game yeah there's tons more things that you can do to make it do different things um but we won't hit on that so Real quickly, I just wanted to hit on the characters themselves. Um, there's close to 40 characters, if I counted correctly, in this game. If you count the... They made these, like, crystal variants. Um, yeah. Where they weird. made specific characters, and they made them kind of translucent clear. And so, I don't know. Just it, They weren't even, like, that much rarer than the other ones. I think they were just trying to... Oh, it's cool. You can have this one where it's... Buzz Lightyear, but he's partially clear. So I, I never owned a lot of them. I think I might have Buzz Lightyear in that that style. But other than that, I didn't really set out to have the the variants. So anyway, other than that, uh, I just wanted to hit on a couple um, that I might not get some love. Otherwise, I guess I don't know. Um, my favorite character in this game is Jack Skellington, uh, mm-hmm. which is probably like the cool answer but no just the day they announced like he was coming or i saw him in in the trailer or something i was just i was so happy and i think that he has a really cool art style and i love the way they did him and so he was a big uh favorite for me did before i keep talking about them did you have any favorite characters from from the first one um not really any that stand out like wreck it ralph was my go-to guy that was who i played a lot as i just i just love wreck it ralph so it was that i I'm looking through the list here of, of which ones I had. I feel like I didn't have as many from the first one as I did from like the later ones. Okay. Um, so just because of that, it's, it kind of limits what I have for this, for this Fair version 1.0. Hey, no, yeah. no judgment, Ralph, dude. Ralph and Vanellope were often who I'd go with. Nice. Um, yeah, Mickey's really cool in this one too. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got his little sorcerer's apprentice hat on and yeah. he's got his arms crossed. He's looking pretty cool. So... Um, He's pretty neat. I like him. I own a lot of these. I don't think I have the whole collection yet. And just thinking about this game today and playing it, I'm like, I need to go back and find the rest of these because I've got. Yeah. I'm like, re- like close enough that I just need to finish it. 
um, especially now that they're probably dirt cheap and people are right. practically giving them away. Yeah. Um, so there's a few I'm missing still that I need. Like I'm I'm severely lacking in the Incredibles lineup. Uh, I don't have either of the Frozen girls. I don't have Vanellope. Phineas and Agent P. I had zero interest in having because that was way after my time. Uh, I know you're a fan of that show, and I love I just, that show. <laughs> I just never. Do you have those characters? Um, I've got Agent P. I don't have Phineas. Okay. Um, yeah, and so I'm missing them. I don't think I have Mike Wazowski. Um, but so I've got quite a few, and uh, I've got quite a few of the later ones too. So nice. Um, yeah, so that that kind of gives you a little bit of a, an idea outside of the, the um, playsets. Um, there's some kind of ones that stand out there I wanted to mention. Yeah. So moving forward, um, I, real quick, I think we're just gonna I'll, we'll just kind of talk through the playsets. Uh, Jeff, you mentioned that you only had the the starter three, correct? Because that's correct. Yeah. There's those three, and then there are three. <laughs> excuse me that were released after the starter pack. Uh, mm-hmm. I assume they were like released in waves. They didn't all come at once. Yeah. Um, so if you want, I'll, I'll hand you over to you for, to do kind of talk through how the, the first three worked and then I'll kind of uh, finish up with the last three yeah. if you want. I'll, I'll do the best I can with these. It, uh, I, I haven't played through them all the way since the came the game came out. Um, and in my research this week, I kind of just, looked through them just as a refresher but didn't like replay them or anything so um i'll do as best i can but i can kind of give you the essence of what they were and and my take on them um so starting with the incredibles that was i probably the first one i played i'm not like thinking back on it um you you basically can play as mr incredible i guess you can if you have the other characters you can swap them in like mrs incredible violet dash or syndrome um, yes. I never did that. I only ever had Mr. Incredible. So I played through as Mr. Incredible. Um, but you're in, uh, oh, what's the town called? <laughs> Metroville or something? That sounds um, right. Yeah. So you're, you're in the town. It's being run over by Syndrome's bot creature things with the little laser eyes um, that look like giant orbs. Um, can't remember what the actual plot point was, but uh, essentially you're fighting your way. You've got some objectives like, oh, this thing is happening over here. Go take this thing out or go beat this onslaught of things attacking these citizens or go, I don't know, do different things. Eventually you unlocked different uh, vehicles. I remember like the last one was like the helicopter, which was really cool. You had missiles and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think there was a hoverboard or something like a flying circle. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So um, ultimately this one was kind of like a third person brawler shooter. Yep. With, with some vehicle elements thrown in there. Um, it was a pretty big city map that ultimately you could kind of go around and um, that's like about as said, much as it, I can it, remember. It, yeah, and the the map expanded over time. Yeah. And uh, there was another thing that was kind of big with this is as you complete, completed missions, you would unlock buildings that you could place down uh, within the actual storyline. And so you could do things within those buildings. So I think you could create See, I don't other remember that at all. What? Oh, sorry. I don't. I don't remember that at all. That's cool. Really? Yeah. yeah. Cause you have like a, you have like a home base and it was like the hall of heroes kind of thing or something. Right. That's, actually, that's something Actually, It's a separate thing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so you could like create, I think you could create other little superhero guys 
Oh. I don't remember. It's been a while. It's been four years, and I, yeah, I didn't play exactly. this one today. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so you you kept working to uh, defeat Syndrome. I think the okay. the storyline for this one was was somewhat close to um, the, the movie with maybe some liberties. But like you sure. mentioned, you could literally be Syndrome if you wanted to be and play like fight against yourself, which is kind of weird that seems weird yeah they kind of just let some things slip and 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 kind of went with it but um yeah this one was a lot of because like you mentioned there's a lot of capsules in these these play sets yeah so it's it's kind of a -a collect-a-thon to find all of those right go explore and they and they give you counters like oh you're missing this many and so uh, yeah. If you're obsessed with collecting things, like you spend a lot of time, and this one, it, there's just so many places to hide things. Um, it feels like Mario Odyssey and New Donk City when you're just jumping from building to building, trying to find everything, and uh, and so it, it's cool. There's like little power lines you can surf across and pipes that you can climb up and stuff. So this one was very you know exploration heavy, I think, just because of the city and how. Uh, big it, it got toward the end so um but yeah i think the main point of it was just beating things up and unfortunately i never got to play with you know the rest of the family's abilities because i never owned the other ones i think i have syndrome but i don't have any of the other family and so um, most of the time you just spend punching and throwing these robots around but it was a good one probably probably my my least favorite out of the three it, it, monsters is a close second but um, yeah. So sorry, I, I just wanted to throw a little bit in there. Yeah, that's fine. Um, the uh, the next one that I did after that one was the Pirates of the Caribbean one. Nice. Um, and this one I think is by far my favorite one. Definitely. Um, it just it I think to me it, it's the one that felt most like a full game and uh, essentially. So I've pulled up a, a plot synopsis here. So hopefully this will help. Nice. Um, so this one says the story revolves around Jack Sparrow, who has to stop Davy Jones yet again. Uh, next to Jack Sparrow, you can also play as Barbosa, who sometimes is needed to get further into the level, and along the way you can complete missions of several NPCs, like Gibbs, Dalma, man, Pintel, or Pintel, and Rigetti. I don't know these characters super well. Um, and uh, in a race for a toy that can summon the Kraken at will, <laughs> is what it says. Um, but, it, like, essentially you go through, I'm looking through here, I mean, there's a ton of locations, this one lists out, let's see, three, six, nine, like almost 10 or 11 locations within this playset, set yeah. um, where you kind of go through doing different missions. I feel like there was like some stealth and there was some action and then there was like sailing, you know, so there was like little stuff where you're running around the village and then there's stuff on a ship. And when you're on the ship, you can like man the cannons like in first person, but you can also, I think, fire them as a whole from the ship. Um, so just tons of gameplay and tons of location variety. And, and I think just the sum of all of that is why it was my favorite and I think it was the most fleshed out so totally um, yeah just looking th- I mean I'm looking through here like all these items there's sails and rudders and all these things you could unlock for the uh, toy store yeah and you, and you could like customize your ship in the game right. too yeah, which was pretty cool choose what weapons and stuff to put at what spots yeah yeah um, and so also, within each one of these play sets, they had little mini challenges that you could do. Uh, okay. I think they, I think they changed per character, but they're basically like these giant. Like some of them are collect all the orbs, and they're these giant like yellow balloon things. And so you run through the level 
uh, okay, yeah. in a timer, and you have to fu- like pop all the balloons, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, like in uh, the Cars one, you you do a race, and you have to beat. And then there's like three different difficulty settings: okay. like easy, medium, hard. And then when you win, you uh, get sparks or unlock things or something. And yeah. so uh, they're basically have nothing to do with the plot, and they just are little challenges you do. Um, and I actually like those. I thought those were kind of fun and uh, kind of broke up the gameplay and made it kind of feel a little bit longer of an experience. So mm-hmm. uh, I like those. Okay. Cool. Um, um, also, yeah. just the fact that you can actually sail a ship around in this game, like, just kind of yeah. sets it apart from the rest because so true. It's very impressive and like yeah, it, it doesn't feel really tacked on or. I mean, you can't like go super exploring, but it's not like you're on a ship on rails or something. Like it lets That's you so just kind of sail around and shoot things, and it, so I was just impressed from day one with it, just yep. seeing that because I was like, wow, they actually let you so full be in a ship. gameplay mechanic, yeah. And yeah. I, and that was never really brought into the toy box either. I don't think so. No, it's kind of it exists on its own within this playset, which is kind of unique about it. Yeah. As far as a gameplay perspective. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Totally. Um, all right. And then the last playset that I know about from the core starter pack is the Monsters University one. And uh, this one was the last one I played. And it was, to me, I think it was a little disappointing after playing. Honestly, to me, it, like after the other two, it was disappointing. Um, I think it's a little more coherent than the Incredibles one, but I think I liked the Incredibles one more. Um, you know, if I go replay it again, it may be different. But um, this one is essentially you are... You know, your, your starter is, is James P. Sullivan or Sully. Um, but you can, let's see, who else can you play as? You can play as also Mike, Mike. Wazowski or uh, Randall. Yes. So essentially it's it's this rivalry between Monsters University and Fear Tech. And the, the, the thing opens up with them having kind of vandalized your campus. And there's this like competition that's going on where you get like fear coins or something and completing your challenges you, you get a higher tally mark and essentially you want to have more of those than fear tech and it starts out on your campus and you kind of are cleaning up and then do some other stuff and i think there's like a bike at some point and then yep. eventually you go over to the other campus and you kind of wreak havoc on them and it kind of there's some stealth action and, and oh yeah more <laughs> like splinter celly stuff yeah. um so, you know, another new semi-unique gameplay mechanic where it's, you know, don't just go beat them up, you know, kick right. butt. Just, you know, you got to be stealthy, go do your, your prank and not get caught. So um, it is a really fun one. Like, I, I like all three of these playsets of these core three. Um, but. Yeah, I changed yeah, my I think, vote. I agree. I think Incredibles is better. I don't know what I was okay. thinking. Well, right. a lot of people say that The Incredibles is the worst one, so I, I, you're not off base from what I've read or heard. So, hmm. okay. Um, either way, like I, I don't think any of the three are, are inherently bad. Um, and this one, you know, it's just it's just a different approach to it. I just I felt like kind of the Monsters University campus was a little smallish. I, I felt like yeah. it's just kind of this thing around the central courtyard, and I don't know, it wasn't that interesting to me. Versus, like, Metroville was pretty decently sized. And then, obviously, like, the Pirates one was just taking you all over the map, which was cool. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, that's as much as I've got on that one. I don't know if you want to chime in at all. but Yeah, I, I think you hit it pretty well. Um, yeah. One thing worth noting also that is in each one of these, um, they have these, like, vaults 
that you can unlock by having a character walk up to it. Okay. And so for each... Oh, yeah, I did see that. You have to have all of the characters to unlock these vaults. And mm-hmm. so this is kind of their cash grab way to get you to collect everything yeah. is you got to have all the characters. And so only that way can you unlock the vault within each playset. And so, yeah, some people probably get mad about it. I don't even know if I ever unlocked any, um, even though I own all the characters now. I probably <laughs> didn't at the time. Um, yeah. And they, yeah, it, it gives you unlockables or items and characters for uh, the toy box and different yeah. characters and things. So um, I figured I'd mention Fair enough. that too. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Well, you want to jump into the other three, the, the expansion packs, yes. I guess? Yes. So... Were? I don't remember in what order they all dropped in, but I'll just kind of go in order how I have them listed here. Uh, one of them is Cars, which uh, comes with, or you can play it with Lightning McQueen, Holly Shiftwell, Toe Mater, and Francesco. And so, yeah, so this one's way different because your cars, obviously. Uh, so. All the other ones, you have characters you can double jump with. This one, you don't get a double jump because apparently cars can't double jump, but monsters can. Um, And so this one takes place in Radiator Falls. And honestly, I think this is one of the maybe two that I didn't play through in their entirety. Um, But I did definitely check it out. And I own, uh, I think, almost all the cars. Maybe I'm missing the girl and... I might have to mate her. Anyway, um, but yeah, so you you're you basically are supposed to be Lightning McQueen, and you go around and you're helping people out within Radiator. Is it Springs or Falls? It's Springs. Did I say Springs earlier? Uh, you said Falls earlier. Dang it! It's okay. Oh, <laughs> I knew what you say meant. Anything. You're such a nice guy. You didn't <laughs> correct me. Yeah, Radiator Spring. Um, and so you're driving around the town and. Uh, obviously everybody needs your help. It kind of reminds me of like the old Tony Hawk games where people yeah. are like, Hey, and you run over and they're like, can you do this for me? And then you go do it and then you get the objective and you unlock things. And so, um, there was some, some fun mechanics in this one. I think really the big thing was that you could tow other cars, even if you're not tow mater. And so you would, you'd carry things behind you basically. And, um, so I don't think I beat this, so I, I can't give you a full synopsis of, of how it all breaks down. But honestly, I thought they did a pretty good job with Radiator Springs in this one. It actually felt like everything was where it was supposed to be. It was all relatively correct in, in size and everything. So um, I'm not a huge Cars fan, but honestly, I think they did a pretty good job with this. So I'm sure there's lots of kids out there that loved playing through this one. Just yeah, it was such a popular merchandising franchise it seems like perfect yeah and uh yeah so not a bad one uh it was a good change of pace with having the car thing and uh they even had like you could drift and you could charge up your boost by drifting and so there was some cool little mechanics like that where it it felt like they were trying to make it a little less generic so i appreciated that i yeah not not bad overall um but like I said, this one I, I didn't play as much. Uh, following that is The Lone Ranger, which is the one of these three that I played the most. I actually beat okay. this entire one and loved it 
because I'm a big Lone Ranger fan. I don't know if you know this, Jeff. I didn't um, know this, and I've, I've never seen actually any of them, like the original or like the TV okay. show or the movie. Well, I think the, the Disney movie is criminally underrated. I think it was, I don't know, I just think they were like way too hard on it. But um, I, own a co- I own a copy on Blu-ray, and, and I love watching it. I watch it like once every year or something. So um, I'm a big fan, and uh, I had a good time playing through this one. I think this is the only set of these three that I actually like paid full price to have it and got, you know, the whole thing. Where's the other ones I got like used or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, I had to have this one cause I love Westerns and I love that movie. So I was, I was excited to check it out. Um, yeah, it, nothing super groundbreaking. I, it's, you're in a, you know, a Western town and there's a giant train that goes around the whole town. And so you can jump on the train and then you can shoot these things that allow the train to take other routes. And, um, and so you can kind of visit these other cities. That sounds and, really uh, cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty neat actually. And, uh, there's different horses. Uh, actually I think you're trying to get the, like the shiny golden horse at the end, which, uh, is faster or something. And so, um, other than that, I'm trying to remember exactly what else there was to it. Uh, I know you go around and I, there's like a night and day cycle in this one, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, you can play as the Lone Ranger and as Tonto, and so those are your two options. And that's another thing about this game. The, a lot of this is co-op. Pretty much all of these um, yeah, <laughs> you can play with that. another person, and none of these have I ever played with another person. Same. Which, kind of breaks my heart because if we ever meet up and hang out we definitely need to do that dude uh, yeah I'd, I'd totally be down so down yeah i've heard a lot of people say online that uh these the campaigns are like really so much more fun with two people and yeah i, I could totally see that um being a I thing watched, i watched through some reviews today and like all three of them that i watched like said that like that it's almost criminal that they charge you for co-op because like it's so much more fun yeah and yeah so i think this one would be really cool to have that just riding around on horses and and fighting things um there is one part where like you go to this other town and you can you can buy all these different things and one of the things you can buy is an elephant and so you can ride an elephant around basically the wild west in texas and so uh it's just kind of kind of kind of crazy and uh, over the top and and fun so yeah, I really like this one. Uh, I wish I could t- like think of more to say about it, um, but probably the most expansive, expansive, and uh, felt really open and big, and probably my favorite, even over uh, pirates. But just because I'm a big fan of of the theme, I love westerns and stuff. So, um, but yeah, this is the one. If you're listening, and you're trying to pick one out. I would suggest this one and, and the starter ones. but And then finally, we have Toy Story in Space, which I think was the last um, that I purchased, and I never finished this one as well. Um, but it's interesting because it's Toy Story, but it's not based in you know Andy's bedroom. It's, it's often its own kind of uh, different setting. It's all kind of in this Buzz Lightyear universe okay, thing. That's what I was wondering. And so it's very spacey and all kind of centered around him. In fact, the the campaign itself comes with Buzz and Jesse, not Woody, and you have to buy Woody separate. Uh, but I think I bought this. I got Woody used and the and then the campaign, so I didn't have Jesse or or Buzz. And so 
it felt a little weird playing as Woody and doing all these space things, but um, it's still really cool. And uh, I was playing it today because I never finished it and I was getting further. And there's this one part where you come across this swamp area on this planet and there's like multiple different colored goos in the swamp. There's like purple and green. And if you fall into it, it doesn't hurt you. It changes your size. So it'll either make you smaller or bigger. And so, yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, this is really cool. Like, this is a neat little mechanic to the game. And uh, so sometimes you need to be smaller to get through holes or uh, you need to be bigger to get over things. Um, and then there are these trees that drop fruit and you can pick up the fruit and throw them at other objects and it will either make those objects bigger or smaller. And so, uh, once again, just a really cool way, uh, different mechanic just to kind of change things up. Um, obviously you're running around and you're interacting with other characters from Toy Story, Slinky, Rex, Ham. And in fact, at one point I was with Ham and he fell into the goo and then his voice dropped. Oh, and so no. he had this really low, uh, you know, Ham voice and it was, it was just hilarious. And yeah. So it, it made me smile. I'm like, dude, this game's four years old and I'm still laughing at it. Like, I think yeah. it's funny. That's so, cool. um, yeah, it, I don't know exactly why they chose to get away from Andy's room. Maybe they were just like, didn't want to mess with that and they wanted to do something different. Um, but it's interesting. Nonetheless, you can get bullseye and you can run around with him and stuff. And so there's some fun yeah. little things. So if you're a fan of toy story, you should definitely check it out. I think um, I'm wondering if it's because like toy story three literally was so uh, much of that. And I mean, they, they had just made that like, you know, a year or two before <laughs> that's totally why a few years before yeah. I'll bet you it's that I bet you it's like, yeah, we've already done that. Let's, Let's expand. And, yeah. you know, if you think about the opening of Toy Story 2 and so much of the the backstory of Toy Story is like Buzz's universe and him thinking it's a real place and, you know, it sort of is, but sort of isn't. So, and actually, <laughs> yeah. if you think also like at the beginning of Toy Story 2, they're playing like Buzz Lightyear, the video game, and it takes place in this Buzz Lightyear in space universe. Somehow they're playing it in the Super Nintendo and it has like Xbox One graphics, but, you know. Right. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, that's. I love that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> You're probably right. That's probably exactly why is they were trying to change it up, which makes total sense. Um, so yeah, so that is that's the playsets for the first one. That's that's what you got, and not a terrible spread. Um, we got you know a, we got two more Pixar, and then we got one more live action, basically after the first three. And so yeah. uh, Lone Ranger was pretty new at this point. Um, maybe if they knew it was going to be a commercial failure, um, they may, maybe wouldn't have picked it. But I'm happy they did. Like, I, I like it. So, yeah. Um, but it, it's still weird. Like, now that I'm looking at the list like this, it's still so weird that it's four Pixar movies and then two live action ones. Like, right. Two live action Johnny Depp ones to go a step further. Um, for real yeah I, it's just like where's the variety guys like i understand there was more later and, and i actually don't know the full list of playsets for the sequels i actually have never had a playset for any, the second or third one um wow. but that's a whole other story for another day uh yeah. but yeah it's so weird that it's four pixar movies and no disney movies or no disney classic properties as far as the playsets because those are a, a hefty part of the game you know yeah so oh, it yeah. should have been called pixar infinity for real yeah <laughs> Nothing wrong action. per se, but like I, I'm sad that they kind of missed out that opportunity. Yeah, I wonder if there's like 
logistics behind all that that maybe are a nightmare. I'm curious, I don't know, yeah. But. I'm curious as to why that happened. So, oh well, we'll never know. Unfortunately, the series is dead and will never probably come back, which is really sad. Um, yeah, but I really, I really thought it would last longer. I thought, I thought it would be more of a games as a service, though. That was, you know, you buy the game once and you keep the pad, and then you just get updates and new characters. Yeah, they decided to make it like almost annual or every other year, and it was just like, guys, like no. Yeah, I, I was. Know. I remember being excited that two was coming out so quickly after one, uh, but yeah in the long run it probably wasn't for the best but yeah oh well we have what we got and we have our memories yep. so that's all you can do um all right so real quick before we close out uh jeff give me your final thoughts on disney infinity the first one all right so uh, my final thoughts really is that this is an excellent game um and if we were giving recommendations i would absolutely recommend it to anyone um it, if it gets a little sticky when you say like, oh, should I play the first one and then the second and then the third? Regardless of that, it's a great game. And, and at the time, especially, it was just such a complete package when it could have just been a cheap, not a cheap, it could have just been a cash in. Um, right. You know, they could have rushed it out. They could have just made the figures come to life and had just a bare bones toy box or they could have just had a bare bones um, campaign for each character and not let you do much else with it. But like it was like we've covered today. I mean, we're an hour and 15 minutes into this discussion and we I feel like we didn't fully deep dive into this, you know, like there's, yeah. there's a lot of content here and a lot of time and effort and, and um, quality to it there, you know, there's definitely some technical shortcomings and that, like I touched on earlier, like that always can happen when you give the player control of, of the environment and the AI and things like that. So I don't really fault it and it's not ever to the point that it breaks it. Um, there's a couple times I think where, some things didn't trigger in the campaign for me and I had to like kind of exit out and go back into it and then it worked and it was like well that was stupid I would have never known to do that it was just kind of like dumb luck um so you know other than a few bugs like it, it's a great package it's beautiful it's well um there's a lot of love given to each character that the, the actual physical toys are, are high quality uh, well made we didn't even yeah we didn't even talk about yeah, I know. that we didn't really <laughs> jump into that um we kind of just summarize that here and maybe when we do disney infinity 2 we can deep dive more into that aspect of it but um they've got some heft to them they're not posable but they've got fun interesting poses and they they, none of them have that awkward um (laughs) you see it sometimes with amiibo where there's just like a stick going up the character's rear end and (laughs) it's like well no like these were intelligently posed and and structurally sound they don't break that i've ever seen of anybody i mean i'm sure they can but I've never heard of that being a widespread issue. So um, I'm rambling at this point. It's, it's a great game, has great uh, toys to life aspect and, and a lot of love for Disney fans um, all around. Totally. Yeah, man, I can't believe we didn't even talk about the quality of the <laughs> figures because they are really good. Um, yeah, they're, they're not. They're like way better than Skylanders and they're probably better than Amiibo, but they're they're pretty close. Um, I know okay. a lot of people kind of put them pretty equal. Um but yeah, man, these things just look so cool. And so yeah. even if you you like bought them, you know, back in 2014 or whatever, and you don't play them again, um, like they still look super cool. And I have them all in my Disney room and they are displayed proudly. And one day I will get them back down and use them uh, when I have children. And that's the thing is like this game will be like Dude, one yeah. of the big games I will push on my kids one day is like, we're going to yep. play this together and you're going to love it. 
and uh yeah i i look forward to that because i think that this is a perfect game if you have small kids um as far as somebody our age in our 20s uh early 30s or whatever 30s <laughs> 20s um not necessarily the most fulfilling uh, right gameplay i mean the a lot of the stuff even in the the storyline it is kind of not dumbed down but it's i know what not, you mean yeah and so i think i went into the first one so stoked and i was really kind of stretching to to make it be like all right well there's there's something here for me and there is and if you love these properties and you love disney you can find enjoyment in it regardless um but really at the end of the day you're still gonna kind of if you're anything like me you're gonna feel a little bit like yeah i mean it's it's good it's fine it's just um in fact there was one challenge mission with jack skellington where it was just waves of bad guys and i played the crap out of that because that was the most challenging thing i could find in this game okay and and i'm not one of those people that needs challenge for it to be a good game i love kirby games and i love you know some other simple style games but um that that's my only negative is that is if you're somebody who's looking for uh more of a difficulty challenge you might not find it here um but there's still enough in here that obviously i still love this game and enjoyed a lot um also we didn't hit on the hall of heroes which uh is a place that you can uh take you go to and if you put a new character in it creates a statue of them and then you can create this huge hall full of giant statues of every character and, yeah, and it's like, you can do it looks like a coliseum like a yeah, roman coliseum which is really so cool. cool i really and, like that yeah and it also has like a, a thing on the floor for the uh the power yep. discs or whatever yeah and so it's like a digital another trophy way. room yeah they're just trying to entice you to get more and uh, yep. but it's super cool and it's really neat and so um yeah stuff like that i love it uh, like I said, this will be a game that I will hold on to uh, probably for the rest of my life. And yep. Can't wait to play it when I have kids one day. So totally. Um, yeah. For, uh, overall, great game. I always have great nostalgia for this game. Great memories. And so, uh, if you've been on the edge picking it up, and you can find a good deal on it, and you can find a place that sells like used characters, uh, and it, it piques your interest, I would totally say go for it. Check it mm, out. Yeah. Um, even if you just buy the starter, guys um and the starter pack it's you know those three games alone are are great and this game is a great way to have a monsters universe game instead of making a studio have to create a whole game around the movie you can have this maybe a smaller size video game packed into a much larger one yeah you know now that you've mentioned that i almost wish they would have just stuck to you know the last release like and just made play sets for each new movie release rather than yeah. trying to, you know what I mean? Like that's such a good idea. Could have had a Moana right now. God, for real. Yeah. They really, yeah. they really missed out on that. That would have saved them time and money and still been able to have a good little, you know, supplemental thing to sell. And exactly. Oh man, that was a missed opportunity on Disney. Yeah. It's this. <laughs> I really never thought of that until you said that. <laughs> so anyway, um, I, I like to think at some point we'll come back and do two and, and three yeah um i think and we so we purposely didn't cover all three of them at once that would have been a long episode <laughs> this already is a long episode long. but oh uh, man i was i was so stoked to talk about this one because yeah i love these games so totally. especially the first one so anyway i think i think that's it we should probably wrap this up guys thanks so much for joining us if you made it this far sorry we went a little long but this is a newer bigger longer game and so there's a lot to talk about um 
but anyways uh please follow us on twitter uh we are at, at mouse underscore bites which is b-y-t-e-s um we're on there uh give us a follow give us a shout out we'd love to chat with you also you can go to www.thenintendovillage.com where you can find links to all of our episodes as well as other great shows reviews and other content uh i know all the dudes that work over there and they make great stuff so definitely go check it out um our episodes are now also on the nintendo village youtube uh as of recording this i think they're finally up i don't know if we mentioned that in our last episode or not but uh we have those back up so all the old episodes we had done up to this point and all the new ones uh will be on there so if you for some reason are like to listen to uh your podcast on youtube they're on there and we also put gameplay footage up so you have something to look at rather than the you know episode art the whole time so that is also there you can check those out as well guys thanks so much uh join us next episode we're going to be taking a look at brave for the 360 should be uh should be interesting i don't think me or jeff have played this one before so i'm looking forward we're uh we're going in uh going in with new eyes fresh eyes so guys thanks so much and we will see you next time that's right and keep your imaginations running wild